As a listener to Intelligent Medicine, you know that fish oil provides the vital omega-3s, EPA, and DHA that support your cardiovascular, brain, nerve, vision, immune system, joint, and skin health, as well as your inflammatory balance. My preferred fish oil brand is Vital Nutrients, offering a line of 11 ultra-pure omega-3 solutions, including soft gels, liquid, and enteric-coated options in a variety of potencies. Vital Nutrients even offers a high-performance and nutrient-dense vegan omega supplement option. Vital Nutrients' line of ultra-pure omega-3 solutions are held to the most rigorous quality standards in the industry, ensuring maximum freshness, purity, and potency. I use Vital Nutrients myself and recommend it to my patients. For more information and to order, call 888-328-9992. That's 888-328-9992. Or go to vitalnutrients.co. That's vitalnutrients.co for the Vital Nutrients line of Ultra Pure Omega-3 Solutions. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. I'm your host, Layla Mutin. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist here in New York. I work with Dr. Hoffman. I maintain a private practice as well. If you'd like to make an appointment, call the office, speak to Liz at 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. Last week, you know, we rang in the new year. I talked to you about your terrain, your options for taking care of your terrain. And I want to talk to you about more because occupational and environmental medicine is going to be much more of a field to really look at, to engage with going forward. Environmental medicine is more and more coming into the limelight uh, because it's all about what nobody's talking about, all of our toxic exposures. It's not necessarily about a germ or a virus. I want to talk to you about insecticides, certain insecticides which have been tied to neurobehavioral problem in children. Prenatal and childhood exposure to pyrethroid, pyrethroid insecticides. Let me spell pyrethroid if you want to look it up. P-Y-R-E-T-H-R-O-I-D. P-Y-R-E-T-H-R-O-I-D. Pyrethroid insecticides may adversely affect neurobehavioral development in children up to age six years. This is according to new research. So a group of French researchers from Rennes, France, France, and the French National Institute of Health and Medical Research, they investigated the associations between exposure to pyrethroid insecticides and behavioral skills in six-year-olds. Pyrethroids are synthetic chemicals that are widely used 
in agricultural settings. They're also found in an array of products, including mosquito repellents and treatments for head lice, scabies, and fleas. The general population is exposed to pyrethroids via diet and indoor residential uses, meaning through ingestion and dermal and inhalation pathways, so through the skin and through inhaling it. So using a longitudinal design, the researchers assessed pyrethroid exposure in children prenatally and at age six years. They found that in six-year-old children, increased prenatal concentrations of certain metabolites were associated with internalizing difficulties. What are internalizing difficulties? Internalizing behaviors are inhibited and over-controlled in nature. So when they were exposed to certain metabolites, in six-year-old children, certain metabolites of these these neurotoxins, they were associated with internalizing difficulties. A positive association was also found between the presence of certain other metabolites of these neurotoxic insecticides and externalizing difficulties. What are externalizing difficulties? Children with externalizing behaviors suffer from challenging conditions such as attention deficit, hyperactivity, and oppositionality. Hmm. So the current study suggests that exposure to certain pyrethroids at the low environmental doses encountered by the general public may be associated internalizing and externalizing behavioral disorders in children. And again, internalizing behaviors are inhibited and over-controlled in nature, while children with externalizing behaviors suffer from challenging conditions such as attention deficit, hyperactivity, and oppositionality. Now, this, this is coming out of the peer-reviewed journal, Occupational and Environmental Medicine. Let's talk about neurotoxins. Recent research pointing to adverse health consequences of exposure to organophosphate insecticides has led to increased use of pyrethroid insecticides, which were considered a safer alternative. I guess not because pyrethroids are neurotoxicants in insects, and animal studies suggest the potential for neurodevelopmental toxicity in human beings. Oh, so they moved from one to another. So instead of using BPA, bisphenol A, I'm providing an example for you now. 
Instead of using bisphenol A, BPA in plastics, for example, they started using bisphenol S. And they started stating this plastic container is microwave safe. Yeah, but bisphenol S is not much better. So instead of using organophosphate insecticides in this particular example, they've been using this pyrethroid insecticides because they thought it was safer. But these pyrethroids are neurotoxicants in insects, and animal studies suggest the potential for neurodevelopmental toxicity in human beings. Is it not reasonable, is it not plausible to think that something that is affecting, that is a neurotoxin to insects, may not also be neurotoxic to small animals, babies, children? Previous research has shown an association between increased urinary levels of pyrethroid metabolites in children and disorders such as autism or attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, ADD or ADHD. But exposure to pyrethroid insecticides both prenatally and during childhood has not been investigated. There has been little attention to potential neurotoxicity of pyrethroids in human beings, which is why these researchers decided to conduct this study. So in this study, it was designed to assess the relationship between prenatal and childhood pyrethroid concentrations using data from the French Pelagie mother-child study. The study enrolled 3,421 pregnant women from Brittany, France, between the years 2002 and 2006. Of this cohort, 287 randomly selected mothers agreed to participate in neuropsychological follow-up. <clears throat> mothers enrolled in their first prenatal visit before the 19th week of pregnancy and completed a questionnaire about family, social, demographic characteristics, as well as diet and lifestyle. And the medical staff at the maternity units provided information about the pregnancy, delivery, birth weight, and neonatal health of the women and their newborns. Now, when their children were six years old, the mothers completed a questionnaire to provide information regarding sociodemographic characteristics and lifestyle factors, as well as information about their child's behavior, health, and environmental exposures. Psychologists were blinded to pyrethroid exposure levels in the study participants conducted neurodevelopmental assessments and the maternal interviews to assess the home environment. They also collected children's urine samples as well as dust samples. Now, the researchers assessed they adjusted for numerous risk factors, including 
known predictors of neurodevelopmental problems and considered information about additional environmental neurotoxic exposure from substances like tobacco smoke and other insecticides that are organophosphate insecticides. Now, the children's behaviors were assessed using three subscales, pro-social behavior, internalizing disorders, and externalizing disorders, which I described to you earlier, of the strengths and difficulties questionnaire. And this is a brief screening device that's been used in epidemiological research to identify children at high risk for mental health disorders. So levels of five pyrethroid metabolites were measured in maternal and child urine samples collected between six and 19 gestational weeks, meaning at the sixth week of of pregnancy and the 19th week of pregnancy and at six years of age. So the researchers found an association between increased prenatal particular of the, of the five of the metabolites, concentrations in that, and internalizing difficulties. <coughs> Pardon me. They also found a positive association between one of the other metabolite concentrations and externalizing difficulties. And moreover, high odds ratios were found for abnormal or borderline social behavior for many of these other metabolites associated with these pyrethroid uh, neurotoxins, these pyrethroid insecticides. So, but one of the study limitations, and it's often good and really shows to integrity of the researchers when they talk about the limitations of the particular study they're doing, doing. And one of the study limitations is that Assessing pyrethroid exposures in urine samples is challenging because they're cleared from the body in just a few days with substantial variability. Now, the study had important strengths, including its longitudinal longitudinal design, which looks at the association between pyrethroid exposure and childhood behavioral difficulties at two time points during the first trimester of pregnancy, and at age six. See, I think this is supremely important. They really narrowed down the time. Quote, we are being cautious because this is an observational study. So we cannot draw firm conclusions based simply on an association. Nevertheless, we think general practitioners should be aware of these findings. I agree. Now, there's, it's an important contribution. A professor of pediatrics at the University of, uh, of Cincinnati College of Medicine says, I think this is a good study and the methods are sound. This is a Dr. Kimberly Yolton, professor of pediatrics. The investigators measured many covariates that others do not take into consideration like the home environment and maternal IQ. However, she noted that the researchers did not fully 
clarify the potential impact of tobacco smoke, which was present in 41% of home environments and in close to 25% of mothers when they were assessed during pregnancy. The study nevertheless makes an important contribution because it allows us to look at both prenatal exposures and those that occur during childhood, which enables us to understand more about the impact of these chemicals. She emphasized that pyrethroids are becoming more common and require more research. And the researchers of this study agreed that we are aware that our study should be confirmed by other studies. And we need that now more than ever because of our ever more toxic environment and use of these neurotoxic pesticides. He noted that the study is ongoing and will reassess the children at approximately 11 to 12 years of age. I look forward to reading about those results. This issue has come to attention, so we believe other studies working on other mother-child cohorts should concentrate on these pesticides. So this is important research. And the toxic exposures in a pregnant mother's body, you know, this is why I think that assessments are more and more critical even pre-pregnancy. If someone, if a woman is, is considering becoming pregnant, she may want to test for her own toxic exposures first, like lead, mercury, arsenic, the heavy metals, right? But also the organophosphate pesticides, these neurotoxic pesticides, there can be testing done. And also you want to look for nutritional deficiencies because if you're low in something, for instance, like vitamin D, that means your detox pathways will not be as up to the challenge because low vitamin D levels uh, may mean that you don't have enough glutathione, endogenous glutathione at your disposal, glutathione that your body makes because it needs more vitamin D to make glutathione. It also needs more N-acetylcysteine, NAC, to make this very, very important glutathione. Glutathione is a master antioxidant responsible for detox. Our detox pathways are also dependent on adequate <coughs> building blocks of protein called amino acids. So you need adequate protein sources. You need adequate B vitamins and magnesium and selenium, and zinc, and C, and a myriad of other things. You need to opt for good nutrition to make sure that your detox pathways are working optimally, that you have enough vitamin D so that your glutathione is at optimal levels and working for you optimally to help your body detox. You also need to be eating as clean as possible grass-fed, organic, pesticide-free, antibiotic-free, hormone-free, herbicide-free. Also, don't be using these substances on your lawn, in your backyard. These are your toxic exposures. If you want a healthy pregnancy, if you want a healthy child, you want to make sure that your body is as clean as it can be. 
Do you have a mouthful of silver fillings? It may be time to have those changed over to composite fillings. But listen, your regular mainstream dentist doesn't necessarily do this in the right way because often the removal of these silver amalgams cause more mercury toxicity than leaving them alone. It's typically biological dentists, holistic dentists that know how to do this, this removal of the silver amalgams and the replacement of more friendly amalgams. They know how to do this properly. And they may have you undergo a detox during that process. This is all very, very important for the health of yourself, for the health of your pregnancy, for the health of your, of your baby and your child as they grow up. And to continue with those very, very limited toxic exposures in your life, in your baby's life, in your child's life. The year 2023 as I mentioned in my New Year's podcast last week, is going to be a focus on your terrain and what you can do to be a host that is as optimally prepared for any kind of onslaught with any bacteria, germ, pandemic, a virus, whatever it may be. The terrain is what counts. You want to make sure your terrain is as inhospitable as possible to all of these toxic exposures. One of the ways we do that is by making sure you are in optimal health, no deficiencies, and to absolutely reduce toxic exposures wherever and whenever possible. This is the way to do it. I want to thank you for joining me on another edition of Layla Ways In here on Intelligent Medicine. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly, along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.